Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Vaughn. How are you all out there? You know, I lied. I lied. I lied. I said I was not going to do a podcast this week. But you know what? I decided to do one anyways. Okay, I'm checking. I'm checking to see if the levels are okay. I turned the microphone the right way. It's facing me, but it still looks like everything's quiet. Let's just... I need to take a listen. Hold on for a second. Hell, I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it... I mean, no one's complained to me lately that they can't hear it. So I know it's not always perfect when I do an interview because sometimes the levels for me are different than the person on the other end. And I always try to fiddle with that and adjust it. But I am no pro here. I am like really green when it comes to um, podcasting audio technical issues. I mean, I really do my best. I just kind of fiddle with stuff and hope that it works. But nobody's really complained. Nobody has complained in the beginning. I know the first two episodes were quiet, but that was because of like my mic wasn't plugged in or it didn't pick it up. And it, you know, only heard me through the real tech. You guys hear me talk about this all the time. It's really annoying. Sorry, I always talk about it. But like I'm looking at the blue stuff that's showing my voice and it looks too small to me right now. But when I listen back, it sounds like it's okay. So I don't know. We'll see. All right. So a lot's happened since the last podcast. And I'm glad that you guys got to hear my friend Caitlin tell her story about trafficking. That was a really important podcast and um, a really tough one. It's really sad to see that this is going on. It's going on everywhere around the world under our noses. And um, her story really just blows my mind. And she's such a great person. She's a great mom. She's a friend of mine now. And um, I was really glad to be able to tell her story. So don't forget um, to get her book, Please Let Me Go by Caitlin Spencer. So check that out. You can get it on Amazon, I believe. If you just look it up, you'll see it online. So okay, uh, what's been going on with me? So a week ago today, we'll start with the Botox. I got some Botox. I got it. I went in for, I saw this doctor in Morgan Hill. For anybody that lives in the Bay Area, you'll know where Morgan Hill is. He's only only there on Wednesdays. And then he does the rest of his time in Atherton, which, which is near Palo Alto, like Stanford area. And ironically, my girlfriend that I've known my like since junior high, Genevieve, she cuts hair in Palo Alto. And she asked me, oh, who did, who did your Botox? And I said, this guy, Dr. Struck, and she's like, oh my God, I used to cut his ex-wife's hair. And she goes, I know stories. And she goes, and um, I know a lot of girls that go to him because he kind of does more, like he kind of overdoes it um, and doesn't charge much. So he's like, well, I mean, he's like, doesn't charge a lot or more than most people. So anyways, I had found him through the lady that did my eyebrows. She recommended him. I finally got the appointment. I was so excited. I really felt like I was going to go in and get this perfect lip and walk out of there and feel like a brand new person. And, you know, I kept like sticking my tongue underneath my upper lip and pushing it out to kind of see what it might look like. And this was my main focus was just the upper lip because I have a wrinkle that went throughout my upper lip. It's just genetic. I have never smoked. Um, it's just age and probably the sun and genetics. And so um, I really, it really bothered me because somebody pointed it out on TikTok. I didn't ever even think about it until somebody said something and then I was hyper-focused on it. So um, I wanted that fixed. I wanted some fullness on my upper lip to get rid of it. So, but then at the same time, I started thinking, huh, maybe I can see if he can do something with my crow's feet and the lines between my eyes. So when I went in, I said, um, you know, I said to the girl as she's putting me in the room, can I do 
Botox too? Like, I know I didn't ask for it over the phone. And she goes, oh yeah. So he comes in. She's like, he'll, he'll go over everything with you. And he is good. Like he walked in and he's like, he knows all the right words, the feathering and this and that. And he's like, you know, okay, what I see is this. And he like comes up and he's, you know, we can do your forehead between the eyes. We'll do the crow's feet. He goes, that's all Botox. And he goes, for your lip, what I see is we'll do a Botox. And he goes, and just a little filler. He goes, do you want bigger lips? I said, no, I don't want big lips. I said, I just want to get rid of the wrinkling. He goes, then Botox is your best friend. He goes, this is the way to go. You are going to love the results. This is the kind of thing where they say it's like a miracle kind of treatment. He goes, truly Botox is. He goes, it does actually work. He goes, it's an insane result and you will be so happy with it. He goes, your crow's feet will be gone. And it's hard to believe. Um, so anyways, I said, sounds great. He runs me through the prices and like I said, it all sounded good and we went for it and he said, I'll be right back and we'll get started. And so she left the room and it was just me and him in the room and he comes in and he just starts right away. He's kind of like above me behind me and he starts with the forehead and we had put some stuff on my lips, some gel to like numb my lip up, but I don't feel like it did anything. But so he's just quickly going, you know, it's quick little uh, the, the needle's very small and it just goes under the skin, I guess. I don't know how deep it goes. It's, it doesn't feel great, but it's not like it's horrific. I mean, it's not that bad. I'd say I probably got poked at least 20 times all over my face, I, I would say. And he, um, you know, and then he put the filler in like four spots and I'm expecting to look really different when I leave there. Right. And by the way, this office was busy. Um, there was just, uh, because they're only there on Wednesdays, there was just probably five people in the waiting room at all times. You know, it was just like people are coming probably constantly and he's quick. Like he's probably going through, I don't even know, maybe six to seven patients an hour. I'm not sure. So the guy is doing very well, obviously financially. And um, so yeah, he was really nice. He said, this is going to be something you'll want to do the upkeep on. So you'll want to keep coming back every three months. The first time is probably going to be more expensive than the upkeeps. Just so you know, um, it won't, you know, we'll always work with your budget. And um, so it costs $630 for the first time, which I was thinking it could even be as high as a thousand. So I was really happy with that price. I was like, all right, I was prepared for something even higher. Um, and it was going to be even lower, but I chose to go with the smile lines on the corners of my mouth as well. And then when I did that, that raised it up from like four something to six thirty. So I was actually going to be four something originally. People keep asking me how much it is per milliliter. I think, I think it's $11 if that makes sense. I don't know. I, I really didn't pay much attention to exactly how everything cost, but I know for the, the, filler in my lip it was like he used a half a syringe I think and he literally just put four dots on like one in each wrinkle kind of and at first like it's still to me I can see those I can see those bumps like it's been a week and I still see the if I pull my lip tight I can still see those lumps where the filler went so I don't know if that's supposed to continue to spread over the next week he just kept saying it will take three days to see results. Three days, three days, three days. He said that many times. But what I'm finding is that it really took truly five to six days to really see a full effect. Things started to happen at day three, but like I see much more of a change by a week. You know, like my forehead doesn't move at all. I can't lift, lift it up. 
And my girlfriend, hi, Stephanie, by the way, my girlfriend, Stephanie, um, who's in Chicago, who I've known since Joey was like uh, a little wee baby. Well, Joey was a toddler, but we met um, in Salinas back in the day and doing mommy and me things. So Stephanie's in Chicago, and I will get into this eventually. I did end up going to Chicago like a few days later. Um, and Stephanie said, oh, I love that feeling. Like when it's like, you can feel like your forehead like starts to freeze up. And then Wade Scherer, who follows me, um, he's, you know, in South Africa, he's an advocate for HIV. He said the same thing. He's like, I love that feeling when you can feel that it, that it starts to freeze up. So it's a new feeling for me having a frozen forehead. And, you know, the doctor told me that if my eyebrows start to like lift up funny, you know, like the crazy clown look, um, which he kind of had, he said to come back in and he would do something to help release or relieve something that happens in the forehead when it gets too much Botox, I guess. I really don't know. Um, but I still have issues with like puffiness under my eyes. So I have this Kiehl's depuffer that I'm using too, but really, truly, probably the only way I can truly get rid of that is, you know, with surgery, because that's like a removal of fat underneath the eyes. And that's something that bothers me. But, you know, it's all, it's okay. I just, I did want to make some changes because, um, well, I'm going to be 51 um, on August 24th. And this was the year that I just decided to do some things for myself. So I got the eyebrows done. I'm doing, you know, I did the tattoo. I need to, I'm doing the, uh, I'm going back to do the eyebrows again um, in about a week. Yeah, a week. And I'm going to, because some of the color faded, which she told me would happen. And I had paid for a follow-up. So I'll be doing that again. I don't know. I might get another tattoo. I don't really know at this point what I would get or where I would put it. I'm very happy with this being just one spot on my arm and not doing anything to the other side. I feel like it will take something away from this arm if I do something to the other arm. I just want it on one side. So I really like that. I just, I don't know where else I could put something. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I love it. I love that I'm in the tattoo club. I can't stop looking at it. It's just, it's the best. I just love it. I'm, I love the design. I love how big it ended up being because it was like probably twice as big as what I thought it would have been. And I feel like sort of, you know, you feel like a badass when you get a tattoo. It's really fun. So yeah, so that happened. Botox. Okay, uh, moving on. I went to, um, and by the way, I have to say, so Stephanie listens to my podcast. I did not know this until I went to Chicago and we were talking and I had no idea and she listens to all my podcasts. So so a shout out to downtown Stephanie Brown. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I was so like most people that I know in my life don't listen to my podcast. You know, it's typically not my family and friends that listen to it. So I'm always surprised when I find out somebody that I know is listening. It's like amazing. But Stephanie was reminding me of like, I did a podcast a few episodes back where I was talking about like, there's things that you do in your life that'll remind you of somebody. And every time you do them, it still reminds you of that same person. Like I have the thing where I shave my knee and I have to have my legs straight. And it was my girlfriend, Genevieve's sister, Adrian, who had always told me, you know, lock your knee backwards basically when you shave it and you won't cut your knee. And um, I always think that when I shave my legs, I think of Adrian. So Stephanie said that she always thinks of, hi Joey, um, she thinks of a few things. Um, she goes, I have to tell you this. These are the things I think of, Jen, and they're you. Um, every time I think of eggs, because I guess I told her a long time ago, she was worried about eggs being in the car after she'd gone grocery shopping. And I said, yeah, you don't have to worry about it because they don't have to be refrigerated. Eggs can be out of the refrigerator, nothing will happen. And she just remembered thinking like she couldn't believe that that was actually a thing. So she says, she thinks of me every time she thinks of like eggs in the car, <laughs> which I think is great. And then every time she makes broccoli, 
She remembers what I've always told her. I have a way of making broccoli. I boil the water and then I throw the broccoli in and I let it go for maybe... I'm doing a podcast. Joey's in my bathroom running water right now. That's all right. That's all right. You have a bathroom and you're dripping water all over my floor. I'm not sure what's happening, but this isn't making me happy. Can you shut my door, please? Thank you. <laughs> so Stephanie says that, or I guess what I've always done is that I do the um, boiling water and then I throw the broccoli in um, for three minutes. That's my thing. She thought it was five, but it's three. It's typically three, depending on the size of the broccoli. And that's it. And then I take it out and it's done. I don't like to steam broccoli. I don't like to microwave it. I don't like to overcook it. It's still a little crunchy, but it's cooked. That's my favorite way. And then the other thing I said to her, I go, and I bet there's something else that makes me think of you is when you get McDonald's ice cream, because we went through the drive-thru one time and I got an ice cream and I was driving and, um, and I took a napkin and I took half the ice cream with the napkin, grabbed it, twisted it off, pulled up to the garbage um, that, you know, if you're going through the drive-thru, there's a garbage there. I pulled up to that and threw it away. And she goes, what did you just do? What are you doing? Why did you just throw the ice cream away? And I said, it's too much. I don't want that much. I just want like half of it. And I just want the cone with the ice cream. Like it's just too much ice cream. I didn't want that much. So that's something I've done. Now they seem to make the cones a little bit smaller. It doesn't feel like it's so overwhelming, but I don't want to eat this massive ice cream cone. I just really wanted half the ice cream. And I used to ask for like a smaller ice cream and they wouldn't do it. They'd still make this big ice cream. So Anyways, <laughs> that was some fun uh, reminiscing with Stephanie while I was in Chicago. Um, but I, and it was funny because Stephanie and I were talking the day before and we don't, Stephanie and I don't catch up all that often, but we were talking and I said, oh, by the way, like I didn't even put two and two together until way into our conversation. I said, I'm going to be in Chicago tomorrow. And she lives in Chicago in the suburbs, you know, outside of Chicago. And she's like, what? I'm like, I know. I don't, I don't know. We were so on a tangent talking about things we were talking about. And um, my trip to Chicago was very, very last minute. And so I was like, oh, yes, I'm leaving tomorrow morning out of a SFO and I will be coming out to Chicago. And so um, I did see Stephanie on Sunday. And then I what I did is I flew out on Thursday. And I went and stayed with my girlfriend Thorley, who I've known since junior high. She picked me up. I haven't seen her since our kids were very it's been over 10 years, we ran into her only for like a couple hours at Disneyland. Um, because we were going to be there on the same date. And she has four kids. I had two at the I might have had all three at the time. And we just like did some rides together and then that was it. And so much has changed since then. You know, we've bo both gone through divorces and um, and then I've gone through another, you know, marriage and now another divorce. But um, anyways, Thorley and I, you know, we've known each other since junior high. And so it was great. She picked me up from the airport. I stayed at her house and she... Um, she was so funny. We went out to dinner and we were talking and we started talking about, I was talking about just alcohol because I don't, I really have, I'm not one who drinks much alcohol. I really am not, but I have been more lately and it's been kind of nice. Like, I don't know. I don't have a problem or anything. I just have had alcohol in the evening more and I, it's not something I normally do, but I've been enjoying it. And so we were talking about that and then she kind of cut me off. She says, what do you think about marijuana? I was like, what? <laughs> and she goes, like gummies, you know, and Thorley's always been very straight. She was never the party type at all or anything like that. So it was like very funny to hear Thorley talking about gummies. And so um, she said that 
her son, I think her son had given her some one time when they were visiting her parents and she said it was like really bad. Like she got, there's a name for it. Like she couldn't move or talk or anything. She was in bed and she said, it's a good thing that her mom didn't need her help right then because she said she was actually like immobile. She goes, I couldn't even talk. She goes, it was, it was bad. So I don't like that feeling for sure. But anyway, she said, yeah, she didn't want that to ever happen again. But her son, I, or I don't know, I really don't know who gave it to her. I think it was her son. Um, anyway, she went for a smaller dose and she had these gummies called Mindy's and they were like clementine flavor and they were five milligrams of, uh, THC and CBC. I don't know all the, the letters, but you know, that stuff. And so she said, you can try it for sleep. And I knew, you know, I'm two hours. I'm, I'm still on my California time. They're two hours ahead in Chicago. So I thought that would be good. I would like to like try to sleep. I'll, why not? I'm in this room alone. I've got no responsibility. My, so why not? You know? So I decided to take the gummy. It tasted really good. I mean, I could see why you'd want to eat the whole damn bag because they taste just like regular candy. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't know, 45 minutes later or so, I definitely feel like something's starting to happen only because I kind of feel like I'm in a box for a second and then I'm not. And I'm like, you know what I mean? There's like this weird thing with your hearing. I don't know that anything's really even happening with your hearing, but it does feel like your hearing's somewhat affected or something or your brain gets fuzzy, I guess. I don't know. And then I thought, I'm going to get ready for bed. And so I, I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel the feeling that I, I'm not fond of the feeling of THC at all. I've never liked how I felt smoking pot in college or anytime anyone's encouraged me to do it. I've never enjoyed it because it just, I don't like that feeling. I always like, I don't like when I watch people talking and I can't remember what the hell they're saying when they just said it like seconds ago. And I don't I don't like that when I'm talking, I can't remember what I just said. And so that to me is not a fun feeling. And I always want it to go away when it happens, if I happen to do that. But so I don't, I don't do it. But I thought, you know, Thorley is like uh, harmless. If she does this, like I can try one, you know, what's five milligrams. So I close my eyes and I've got a podcast going and then I start feeling a little bit of the, almost the spins. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I hope it doesn't get much worse than this. And, um, and then I'm listening to a podcast and I have to keep, it like fades out and it fades in as I'm listening. And then I'm like trying to remember what the podcast was even about. It was like, it was a, of course, true crime, but I was like trying to remember the story. And I ha- like, I constantly kept forgetting what they were talking about. Like that is weird to me with that You can't remember, you literally can't keep track of a conversation. So that was happening. And then I finally fell asleep and I don't remember much else after that, but I know that I slept well. So that, um, experience, you know, I got up in the morning, and she was cracking up that I had had, you know, a bit of a high. And she's like, Oh, my God, she was like, I just go to sleep with those. And I'm like, well, I felt a little bit messed up. I mean, a little bit, but I wasn't up walking around either. I just tried to close my eyes and go to sleep. So she said, you could do like half, you know, but um, she's like five milligrams is pretty small. But I'm like, oh, no, I would definitely do half next time. So like a big girl, I went all by myself to a dispensary yesterday in uh, near where I live. And, you know, I'm like, I thought I would not do it unless I had Joey or Ryan with me. And I thought, no, I freaking, I can go do this. So I go to this, you know, really nice dispensary in Aptos. They've got the big green cross inside. The place is really nice. It's got beautiful, like, 
um, succulents all outside, very, very natural looking and very Santa Cruzy and surfy. In fact, when I walked in, they have to buzz you in. And when I walked in, there was a really nice lady working there with gray short hair and probably my age. And hi, have you been in here before? And I said, no, I haven't. And, you know, you feel kind of stupid because you're like, I'm a, I'm a novice. I'm a virgin. And um, but she was really nice. She had a coupon for me for $10 off, you know, when I went into the back and um, you know, behind her was a, a piece of artwork that was basically surfboards, like wooden surfboards in the shape of the marijuana leaves. And I thought it was really pretty. I mean, everything in there was obviously shaped in leaves. Everything's very tastefully done. And um, everybody in there was so nice. So she gets my ID. Uh, I guess I got a little, she put a little bit of information in the system anyways. And then she goes, okay, um, I don't know, Christopher will be helping you today. So go ahead and take that uh, coupon and turn around and he'll be right there. And I turn around. There's a guy standing there happily waiting for me to walk up to him. And he says, hi, how can I help you? And I'm like, hi. And then I give him the coupon and I just kind of tell him, I show him a picture of the Mindy's Clementine uh, gummies. They didn't have that kind there. So he brought me over and said, you know, are you looking for... I'm going to say this wrong. I think it's Ithaca. It, no, that's not it. God, I know. I'm sorry. I don't know pot terms. It, Ithaca? No, shit. I can't remember what the hell it's called. Okay, I got to look it up. Um, Indigo. Indigo? Indigo. No, hold on. Shit. Mara. Juana. In. In. Oops. Indigo. Let's see if that is it. That might be it. Um, yeah, indigo. Oh, yeah, and sativa. Okay, so he mentions, oh, indica. There it is. Gosh, I'm sorry. I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything. And I don't really know the difference between the two. So I just said, look, I want this for sleeping. Um, and he goes, oh, okay. So then he gets out this, um, these gummies that were called, hold on. See all photo. No, I just want my albums. Thank you very much. Okay, here they are. Um, K-A-N-A-H-A, Kana, cannabis-infused tranquility sleep-inducing gummies with CBN. So it's 5 milligrams CBD, 5 milligrams CBN, and 5 milligrams THC. I took a half last night, and I slept so amazingly good. I cannot even tell you. I think I definitely had like a five-hour uh, stretch where I didn't wake up once. I don't think I've rolled over. I, I don't remember any of it. Like, and that's not my normal. I feel like I toss and turn all night. So that was an amazing experience. And I feel like it's so much better than a prescription medication. Like this is natural. So I'm really happy about it. I'm going to do another half tonight. We'll see if I have the same results. Joey asked for one. She sort of grabbed it for me. Now that I realize these were freaking $3 each because there's only 10 in the bag. I thought there was more, but there's only 10. Um, and I did get $10 off, but I walked out of there for, I don't know, it ended up being like 17 something. But anyway, um, I'm going to do another half tonight and see how it is. Joey said that she was like stoned last night for sure in her room after the five milligrams. She was like, oh my God, mom, that, that was like a lot, which is surprising because Joey... Um, used to be a little bit of a pothead so but she thought that that was kind of strong so that was kind of funny um so yeah I'm um I'm eating edibles now I never thought that I would do that but I am it's only going to be for sleeping I don't want to be dealing with that kind of feeling awake I can't even imagine doing that like trying to function and having an edible like while you're working or something like I would not be able to do that so that's not um, going to be happening, but for sleep, perfect. Okay, so continuing on, I went out to Chicago and um, 
I I think I had corrections too from last the, like a week ago. Gosh, did I? Hold on, I want to see what I if I had something. Let me double check my notes here. I did want to mention. I don't know what made me think of this, but I did want to mention like the first porno I ever saw. And it was with me and my friend Doris. And we had two boys that had come down from up the street, Mark Cafori and Brian, rest in peace, Mark. And uh, Brian, Brian, oh, I can't think of his last name. It starts with an S. Can't think of it. Little blonde kid. Anyways, Mark had found this VHS tape and his dad's stuff. And, um, and they brought it down. They said they were going to bring it. They had it. And we were like, we couldn't wait till after school to get to my house because all my, my parents were gone. They were working and we were going to watch this porn. It was the first time, you know, of course, kids have full on access now to freaking everything online. But we didn't back then, right? We didn't have anything. We had, oh my God, me and Janine Pete, the friend who I rode the unicycle with, we used to go into Ed's smoke shop and get the Playgirls and then get like a Mademoiselle or whatever. And we'd stick the Playgirl in the Mademoiselle. So we'd pretend like we were watching, looking at Mademoiselle or whatever, you know, some kind of girl magazine, Teen Beat or whatever. And we'd have like a Playgirl in there so we could see some, you know, weens. I mean, we wanted to see what it looked like. Are you kidding? So yeah, we saw the uh, boy parts that way. And I remember, I, I think the guy probably knew what we were doing. We were like literally 11 years old and he probably, who knows, it probably turned him on that we were so wanting, I mean, two young girls in there and we're like trying to like look at the playgirls. I can't believe we did that. But anyways, so yeah, we're curious. So uh, me and Doris, had, we were with Mark and Brian and they we, we were all ready to go watch the porn at my place and we're watching it. And I mean, my eyes were like, I could not believe what I was seeing with regards to the man. I did not understand that that it, that it would look like that, like erect. I could not believe how my my window is wide open. I hope my my neighbors don't hear me. I could not believe the size of that thing, and it wasn't like a, a really extra big one. It was just normal, but like I didn't realize that it was going to look like that. I just it was like it was you know it was more than I had expected, and I remember the lady was like on a kitchen counter, and he like he went down on her with his mouth. And I remember just thinking, Oh my God. Wow. Like I was, uh, yeah, I was taking it all in. Like this was all like pretty amazing stuff. And at one point, Mark and Brian both ended up watching the porn on their stomachs on the floor. <laughs> and I think Doris and I looked at each other like, um, <laughs> We didn't know for sure what was going on, but obviously now I know that they were probably uh, pretty excited and they needed to just lay on their stomachs. So that made sense. Um, so then I don't know. I don't really remember how long we watched it for or anything like that, but uh, we went to school the next day and, and Mark left the tape with me. It was VHS and... Um, I remember going to school that day and thinking, oh my God, when I get home, I am watching that like by myself because my parents were at work. I could not get off the bus fast enough to run to my front door to go in to watch that porn by myself. And um, because I, there was, we didn't watch the whole thing. There was more on there and I just wanted to, I wanted to know more. I wanted to see more. I wanted to like, it was all so new and like crazy. I mean, I was... Well, we were in high school. Yeah, I was I was in high school. That was like we were probably 14. And um, so I get home and I rewind the tape and I'll never forget. I hear this noise at the end of it being rewound. It broke. The ribbon broke. I'm like, are you 
kidding me? I popped the tape out and I could see it's gone. There's no, you know, you can see when you pull that little piece of plastic back on the VHS tapes, you could see where the ribbon would be. There was nothing there. I'm like, oh my God, it broke. Oh my God. So what do I do? I get, I think I'm going to be able to like run the ribbon through, like, you know, this is complicated. VHS tapes are not easy to thread through. There's like no instructions anywhere. I have no idea what I'm doing. What am I going to use? Tape? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I even think I got a screwdriver and tried to unscrew it. And I was desperate. I wanted that thing back together. I never did put it back together. I mean, what a cruel hand of fate. Is that what you say? I don't know. Like that I didn't get to see that when I got home. Someone didn't, someone, a bigger power didn't want me to see that by myself. I don't know why, but I did not get to see that. Um, which led me to another thought that um, we had, oh my gosh, I don't know if people remember this, but back, this is in the early mid eighties, you could call a number and hear girls talk about sex um, on the phone. And I think it was recordings. I don't think you were talking to anybody, but you could hear them talk. And I don't know why, but there was this boy over at my house and his name was George. I remember that. I think it was George Black. Honestly, if anybody's watching this and or listening to this and remembers George Black, I think it was him. And I think he told me about the number. I'm not exactly sure what happened. But I think he called it once. Anyways, I got the number. I ended up calling it like six or seven times. I don't know. I mean, I know it was a girl talking, but I was like, I was just wanting to hear it. It was like sexy talk. I wanted to hear what she was going to say. I don't know. It turned me on, even though it was a girl. And um, I, yeah, I, I, I called that number. I don't even know how many times. So a month later, my mom and my stepdad, they get the phone bill. And my stepbrother lived there too, Alan, who was older than me. He was probably seven years older than me or so. And they say, Jennifer, um, we need to talk to you downstairs. And I'm like, I never do anything wrong. Like I am, I, I never did anything wrong. I was like a very shy child and everything. And they said, look, we have some charges on the phone bill. These are 800 numbers. We've talked to Alan and um, Alan says that he did not make these calls and we believe him. We've we talked to him thoroughly. He did not make these calls. Um, are you aware of these phone calls? Do you know who might have made these? Because they put, you know, every single, I mean, I don't remember what the charges were back in the day, but it was hefty enough that my parents were really, really upset. And I said, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about it. And here it was me. And so I blamed this kid George for it because I think he did call one time when he was over and then I think I got the number and I made all those phone calls and so but I said I don't I don't know for sure like I just oh my god I thought I played off the whole thing and I thought it would be funny I was up at my parents house last weekend and I said I have um something I need to reveal to you too we were out to dinner and we'd had a drink and so I was feeling pretty comfortable I said do you remember having some phone charges um at the Britain house, you know, for like a lot of money. And it was like, like a 1-800 sex line. And they're both looking at me like, huh? And I said, well, I sort of blame that on like this kid that was at the house. I said, um, it was me. <laughs> I said, I made those calls. And they like, they're looking at me like they neither of them remembered at all. And here I'm thinking I'm, you know, like divulging this big secret and they're going to go, oh my God, we did not know it was you. And they, they didn't even remember. They couldn't remember any of it. So anyways, my big revelation sort of fell flat. So I guess I could have gone 
on the rest of my life um, holding that secret in and it wouldn't have mattered because they didn't remember it at all. Okay, um, back to my Chicago story. So I left Thursday for Chicago. Thorley picked me up, spent the night, had some gummies at her house. The next day I went to go meet my new friend, Daniel, who I met through... Uh, my channel, he reached out to me with some concerns. And so we became friends. I mean, he just said he thanked me so much for like everything that I do on the internet. And he said, you don't know how much you've helped me. And, you know, if you're ever in Chicago, I would love to like show you around. And, you know, we just ended up talking. And so we became fast friends. And we were literally talking every single day. I mean, probably for I don't know, six weeks, maybe. And the plan was was for him to come out um, this coming weekend, actually, and then that was sort of not going to happen because he had an he's it's work related, um, and he couldn't come out, and so but then all of a sudden he got that weekend free last weekend, and he I think it was Tuesday he said to me, hey, if you think you can come out this weekend, I'm free and I'll show you around. I said, oh my god, okay, I'm getting a flight, I'm I'm on it right now, I'm coming out, so. Uh, that is what happened. So I came out and and he is actually going to be coming out at the end of August. And um, I'm going to show him this area and take him surfing. He's never surfed before. And um, he's not from the US. He's from another country. I don't want to say too much about him because his accounts on private. And I don't want to share too much of his information um, without him sharing it himself. So and yeah, and we were going to do a podcast together, but that sort of fell through. So maybe at some point, he and I will do one. Um, and he can talk about his story about how he and why he reached out to me and all that. Um, but I will leave that for him to talk about if he wants to. So anyways, I went out there and, um, you know, it was just so much fun. We had the best time. He was like the best host ever. I couldn't have asked for, I mean, he just, he, he handled everything and made me feel like a queen. He was so nice. I mean, he went grocery shopping for me before I got there. He cooked for me. He took me, um, to, um, downtown Chicago and showed me like every amazing spot that you can think of. Like it started with a rooftop bar, just beautiful. The weather was so great. Um, overlooking Trump Tower. I know half of you are going to boo or, e or even more than half of you will boo, but whatever. Um, Trump Tower is beautiful. And um, the whole area from that view is really beautiful because Chicago, I don't know if I even understood this until I was there has water running all through it and it's just it's gorgeous so we went up there we both we got these uh pample mousse which is just grapefruit liqueur and uh spritzers and they, I mean he treated me to everything these drinks were like 17 bucks each they were crazy and um we each had one and we were both like I'm like you know this is hitting me like I'm like wow and like, he's like me, me too and so um I had to have him finish mine and then we went down and we were waiting for, oh, I can't, Smith and Walensky, I think is the name of it. I know it's Walensky. I can't remember the first name. But anyways, he took me there because he said they have these shrimp and mashed potato plates that um, are to die for. And so I like it that we, we sit down, they give us the menus, and he orders for us. I like that. He didn't even ask me what I wanted. It's like, nope, we're getting the shrimp and mashed potato thing. You're going to love it. And then he, we order another drink. And I don't know why, but at that point, the other one had already worn off. And so the shrimp and mashed potato thing, I, it was so good. I can't even tell you. Like, And it was a little spicy. It was so good. Oh, my God. So then we walked around more. We went to the Bean and took some pictures uh, at the Bean. Oh, and that was the other thing. Everywhere we went, 
uh, he wanted to make sure that I had pictures of myself in the city because this is like special and um, I need it for my kids. Like, you know, I've, I just have never had anyone take the time to make sure that I got pictures of myself all over the place. And he happens to be in that industry uh, where they take pictures. And uh, so he kind of knows like what might look good and as a background and how to stand maybe and uh, which I feel so insecure with, with all of that. Like I'm okay with taking a selfie, but it's like to have someone else you know, and you don't want to look stupid. You don't know if you're standing right. And this is somebody who actually knows how to pose who's taking your picture. So it's like, oh, oh my God. And I was just so paranoid. But I have to say he got some good pictures of me. And I was thrilled because that is just nothing that's ever been done for me before. And it felt just nice to have somebody take the time to make sure that I got some good pictures in Chicago. And so we, again, we went to the Bean and um, which is that if, for those that don't know, it's this big giant bean or it looks like a jelly bean and it's silver it's you know like you can see your reflection in it and everyone goes up and touches it there's handprints all over it so um got some pictures there and then we went to the um oh right above that because Lollapalooza was happening at the same time so there was a lot of people milling around a lot of very um a lot of young people with not much on and a lot of neon and a lot of glitter and interesting like I don't know we didn't hear the we could kind of hear music in the background but we couldn't make out you know who it was at all and then um what did we do we had another drink oh yeah he said we need to go up to the 95th floor of the oh my god I'm gonna forget the name of this uh let's see it starts with an h I don't know I can't remember it's like not not Houston. Oh my God, what building is it? It's a big, tall building and it starts with an H. I'm sorry, let's see. Should I look it up right now? Let's see. Tall buildings in, tall buildings in Chicago. In Chicago. Let's see if I can find it. Willis Tower, it wasn't that one. Trump, St. Regis, 47 more. No, it's definitely started with an H. Um... Come on, which one was it? I'm scrolling through them now. Maybe it was Willis Tower, was it? It was a dark building. Hmm, not finding it here. Hmm, maybe, it, let, me, let me see Willis. Maybe it was that one. I don't know why I thought it started with an H. Um, it might have been that one. Anyway, um, it has to be because we were on the 96th floor. It says it's the tallest building in the city with 110 stories. Willis formerly the Sears Tower. Well, that ha I guess that was it. Were we in Sears Tower? That had to be it. Okay. It had to be. This is a late edit. <laughs> it was the Hancock building. I just looked it up. I'm adding this into the podcast. Okay, back to what I was saying. Okay, so we take the elevator up and of course, and he said, you know, we have to go up there. I have to take you up there so you could have a drink up there. I'm like, okay, so we go to the 96th floor and you have to wait in line to be seated. They, you know, thankfully we got there right when they opened it up because it was closed. We were there at like 2.37 and they were opening up at three. So I'm like, yeah, we don't like, let's just wait. We'll go somewhere else for a second and then we'll come back. So we got back in line and then you have to wait to get in the elevator and there's no charge to go up there. They let you go up for free. And, but if you want to do, there's, um, there is like a ride that not a ride, but it's like this platform that you stand on that leans forward and makes you feel like you're going to fall over the city. 
and that's called something 360. I don't remember, but that does cost money. And so we just bypassed that and we just took the elevator up. Your ears popped the entire time up, which is such a trip. I mean, I kept yawning and it was over and over just popping. So he said it didn't bother him. Um, and, but other people in the elevator were saying the same thing. So we get up there, we order a drink. I took a picture of those drinks there on my Instagram and uh, there, uh, of course, all these places just make fabulous drinks. Um, so that was great. And then we went down one floor and walked around and that's where you can look, you know, all around the city. And well, I mean, you can see that from where we were, where we were sitting also. I mean, we were looking down on top of rooftops that had pools and like a rooftop that had a bunch of grass It looked like almost like a putting green. And, um, you know, you're really high up. And of course, what are you thinking the whole time? You're thinking of 9-11. I mean, how can you not? I mean, I'm like up this high in a building looking down at the city and it's like, that's all I think of the entire time. So that was, um, you know, it's a different perspective than the last time I was there. Cause I had been there in 94 for Thorley's wedding and she took me up to the top of Sears tower. We also went to Oprah <laughs> and, um, but those are the two things I remember is Planet Hollywood, Sears Tower and Planet Hollywood's not there anymore, Sears Tower and um, Oprah. But I did go up there uh, the one time before and I do remember my ears popping that time as well. So then we went down and we walked, we decided to walk instead of Uber, we walked to the beach. They call it the beach. I never really understood that because I'm like, well, you don't have an ocean near you how do you have a beach so it's lake michigan and it is a beach i it is it's a beach and the uh, there's not waves i mean it's it was a little choppy but and the weather that day wasn't too hot it was like in the 70s so we were blessed with you know like not 90 degree weather which is what they were having right before i came out so it was perfect weather we, it took us a while to walk to the beach we figured he looked at steps on his phone and i think we'd walked um almost seven miles the whole day um, and we did take an uber there from his place um, in schaumburg to downtown in the city um, because we knew we'd be drinking and we didn't want to like you know have him driving or anything. So, um, yeah, we walked to the beach. We didn't lay out long and, um, but we were exhausted by the time the day was over because we had had some drinks the night before. It was like (laughs) a lot of drinking and not enough eating. And then, um, anyways, it was great. Yeah. Chicago is a beautiful city and it has everything. I mean, he, you know, I kind of told him like, yeah, San Francisco is a nice city, but there's not water running through it and it's not warm. It's typically cold and windy. It doesn't have, it's a different kind of charm. There's this river walk in Chicago, you know, right down by the river. And he showed me pictures of like on St. Patrick's Day when they put something green in the river and it literally is neon green. I don't know how they do it, but the river was blue. And, you know, there's big yachts coming through, like the kind you'd see like in a Kid Rock video or something. I mean, there's people with money, you know, going through this river and, um, it's kind of fun to see it and there everyone's drinking and everyone's having a great time. It was, it was really fun and festive. And, you know, there's a lot of people that sit out along the river walk and they're reading books or they've got their dogs and the river walk goes on for a long way. You know, it's just a, it's a fun, you know, upbeat, good time. And I, it was really fun to be around all of it. So I thoroughly enjoyed my trip downtown uh, with Daniel in Chicago it was great. So yeah, I loved it a hundred percent. Or as he would say, I like it for 1000% <laughs> in his language. That's how it comes out. So I liked it for 1000% exactly. 
let's see, what can I end this with? I usually try to make these an hour and, and this is going to be less than an hour, but it was an unexpected podcast. So I think that's okay. Um, somebody asked me if I got my COVID shot and what do I think about it? Um, I really don't want to get into all that. I will tell you, I got my COVID shot in some ways, wish I didn't. So, you know, you can take what you want from that. But, you know, for me, for where I work, it's better that I get it. Um, but it's experimental. And, you know, I don't know that I'm all that happy that I did it. I, most people I know haven't. So I know a lot of people who haven't. And I know, well, I know a lot who have, but um, there's several people that I'm, I was really surprised that hadn't done it and they're not going to. And I, you know, thought, God, I sort of wished that I had stuck to my guns and not done it also. But there's just such a growing, uh, I don't know. I just, it's everybody's personal choice and the whole political thing with it. It just irritates me that everyone is pushing people to do it at when maybe they don't want to, you know, not everybody has to, if you're vaccinated, then great, you've got yourself covered. It's not your business, what everybody else does is my feeling. So, um, you know, vaccinate yourself, and then you're good. And then you don't have to worry about it. But anyways, I don't want to get into all that. I'm sure that people will be pissed off that I even said that. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I'm vaccinated. There was no side effects. I, I felt nothing but a sore arm. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm going to turn into a, a robot in another year. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I've heard stories about other people that have had problems. And uh, yeah, just hope that, what do I say? This is just the whole thing's a mess. I'm so sick of talking about COVID. So I actually wish I kind of hadn't said anything about it. I will leave this in. But yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, I'm vaccinated. It had nothing to do with um, me having HIV. I just I don't think of myself as anybody who's immunocompromised in any way. I just did it because my daughter was doing it. And it's, you know, I have a little bit of pressure with my daughters. They really wanted me to do it. So I did it. And um, their dad did it. He also did not want to do it that day. He is not happy about being pushed to do it. And but he did it because he lives with his elderly parents who really want him to do it as well. So we got some peer pressure and we did it. So there you go. All right, guys, I think Oh, God, that just turned out really blue on my um, on my uh, audacity when I said that it was like big blue, because I just said that too loud. By the way, I'm still like I get this this chartable thing that's they send me an email once a week and it keeps saying that like what my numbers are in Barbados and Jamaica I swear like what I still do not understand this why is that the only place that I'm really truly showing up on a chart it's really sad but oh by the way this is I should have mentioned this in the very beginning and maybe I'll mention it in the beginning next week but I have almost hit 10,000 downloads on this podcast through like Apple and Spotify and all that, right? Almost 10,000. This is my 26th episode. That is not much, right? I know you guys, I know, whatever, I'm trying. But I have almost 40,000, actually have over 40,000 listens on my YouTube channel. So my podcast translates over to my YouTube channel and it goes up as an audio file. And I have obviously, um, way more of an audience there because of my audience that I already have. And so um, thank you to all of those on YouTube who are listening to my channel. I would love it if you guys would go and listen to it through Spotify or Apple, because that would help my podcast so much. I think if those 
listens on my YouTube channel were on the actual like downloads through Apple and Google and Spotify, then I might get some advertising. But with the downloads that I have, it's just not enough to interest anybody. But I mean, I literally have now I have 50,000, you know, combined, I have 50,000 listens to my 25 episodes. And I'm really proud of it. I just decided to do this during COVID. And I had no idea how it would turn out. I really just still kind of fly by the seat of my pants with it. I've got a list of people that I'm going to be talking to and interviewing. Um, So I really thank everybody who is out there listening. Um, Thank you so much. And again, it's um, somebody's trying to break into my room. I think that's my cat. Um, Ed Venus, thank you for listening. John, my stepbrother. I don't know if my brother Brian is listening. Stephanie, of course my amazing friend from originally from Salinas now in Chicago and uh, Misty Diane. I know she listens. Let me see off the top of my head. Colleen Dickey. Um, I don't know. I've just had people recently write to me through TikTok and I didn't write the names down, but you know, thank you guys. I'll try to do more shout outs and um, Richie in in England. I know I've mentioned all of you before. I I need to get some uh, new names. I know there are are other people. So just send me a DM if you listen and I'll, I'll make a list of, um, of people to give a shout out to for sure. And um, that's it. I hope you guys have a good rest of the week. It's honestly, it's Wednesday evening right now. And I'm going to try to have this out by Thursday morning. I don't know about Monday yet for um, next week. I don't have anything set up. We will see. We'll see how um, motivated I get through the weekend. I might try to interview someone, but um, I just really felt like this would be fun to do this tonight because I had plenty to talk about. So have a great rest of the week you guys and um i don't know get some botox have a gummy um have a um pamplemousse spritzer and enjoy the rest of the week bye bye now